morning and welcome to Starting Right with Danny Mac. I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great five-minute start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let me help you start your day right. On September the 8th of this year, Queen Elizabeth II passed away after reigning as England's longest ruling monarch. She was queen for 70 years. I've seen some of the TV specials about her life. It was amazing. From driving for the military during World War II to sneaking out of the palace to celebrate VE Day with the common people, to working with the prime ministers of England to maintain the monarchy when its popularity was diminishing, and the thousands of times where she would greet throngs of people with a bright smile and the royal wave. To be queen through so many changes in the world, not only in her own country, but in the world, was truly amazing. She did what she always felt was right, even if people around her disagreed, but she always was the queen. The world's going to seem a little bit different now without her. But it appears that one of the most significant events of her life occurred back in 1955. It was that year that the BBC aired a live religious program for the very first time. It was Billy Graham preaching in Scotland. The Queen and Prince Philip watched that program, and shortly thereafter, the Queen invited Billy Graham to come for a visit. After that first meeting, Billy Graham was in London for about three weeks. It's not known how many times he visited the Queen during that time, but we do know for sure that over the years, he visited the Queen at least 12 different times. And the bond between them was established at that very first meeting back in 1955. It was a bond of faith. And Billy Graham continued to communicate and visit the Queen over the years. There appears to be little doubt that the Queen had established a very personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that the Lord meant much to her. And this was particularly evident every year when she did her Christmas message to the people around the world. Every Christmas morning, she would broadcast a speech directly to the people who called her their Queen. And in it, she often shared about the love of Christ and the real purpose of Christmas. Here are just a few excerpts from some of those messages over the years. In 1976, she said, The gift I would most value next year is that reconciliation should be found wherever it is needed. A reconciliation which would bring peace and security to families and neighbors at present suffering and torn apart. Remember that good spreads outwards, and every little bit helps. Mighty things from small beginnings grow as indeed they grew from the small child of Bethlehem. In 1981, she said, Christ not only revealed to us the truth in his teachings, he lived by what he believed and gave us the example to try to do the same. And finally, on the cross, he showed the supreme example of physical and moral courage. In 2011, she said, Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships, and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. In the year 2000, she made it very clear when she said, To many of us, our beliefs are of fundamental importance. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. I, like so many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's words and his example. In 2002, she had said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. 
I know that the only way to live my life is to try and do what is right, to take the long view, to give my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. One of the most powerful statements came in 2014. For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness, he stretched out his hands in love, acceptance, and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people, whatever faith or none. It's something very special when a world leader, particularly at this time in history, is able to live a life of faith. It's not often we see that these days. And now this amazing lady who had the incredible life and was the Queen of England for all those years, she's wearing a new kind of crown and is sitting at the feet of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a sad truth that many leaders around the world do not live a life of faith and commitment to Christ. But the Bible tells us that we are to pray for them whether they believe in Christ or not. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, Paul writes and says, Pray for the kings and those who are in authority, so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives, marked by godliness and dignity. It's a good prayer. It's one that we should embrace. And also notice that it doesn't say to pray against your leaders, but to pray for them. Man, can you imagine if a revival took place in the leaders of the world? Wouldn't that be amazing? What a day that would be. I hope you have a great day, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.